Welcome to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Emily. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that tells you the stories behind your favorite beer. Each week, we take a look behind the scenes at the craft beer industry. And now, on to the episode. And now, we are here for another edition of Brew Roots, our fourth episode of season three. Emily, how are you? I am great, Matt. And guess what? We got a content episode for you today. Emily, what are we talking about? You know what's coming up. Super Bowl Sunday! I'm so nervous. I mean, the Patriots go to the Super Bowl pretty much every year, so I'm sorry if you're not from New England. But I'm super stoked on it. I'm hoping we get another Super Bowl victory because... Because why not? Why not? We're basically it's, it's owning. Just, it's just really funny at this point. <laughs> Everyone is so pissed off about the Patriots and... I don't care. We got good sports teams and we got great beer. So yeah, you guys can stay mad, but we have a lot of listeners all over the country. So genuinely hope you guys are going to watch for the entertainment value. I'm not much of a football fan myself, but I will go to Super Bowl parties for the food and beer. Mm, and we're going to be covering a little bit of that. But before we get into that, we have a, a little bit of thank you. So uh, thank you everyone who listened to the Notch episode featuring Chris Loring, who's head brewer and founder at Notch. Uh, Record numbers, again, it's been super humbling to see the numbers come in. I think we had over 1,500 listens, and that's literally within the first three days of it being dropped, so that's incredible. It's cool stuff, and Ryan's a huge fan of Notch. They're out of Salem, Massachusetts, and uh, apparently he's quite a regular there, so yep. you can probably yep. catch him. Yeah, I just want to read a comment. Uh, big fan of Notch Breweries. You guys are killing it so far. Such a good episode. Also helps that it's my favorite brewery. Ha ha. Good job, Breweries. <laughs> ha ha. Ha ha. LOL. No, it's it's just cool to get some of those comments. Uh, so thank you, CX Garcia978 and Gara Guitar for leaving those comments on our page. And you know what? Some of the emails we got just lauding the um the audio quality that we've had. So thank you, Ryan, actually, for uh Yeah. For, yeah. Shut up, Ryan. Come on, man. We didn't... <laughs> God, we Ryan. Jesus. <sighs> we didn't say you could talk. But Ryan has a mystery beer in his hand. Indeed. So we're going to have Ryan crack it. So last week, Matt and I visited some breweries up in Maine, and one of the breweries that we went to see was called Battery Steel. You'll see the interview for them in the coming weeks, but Sneak they were nice creepy. enough to give us some tall boys to take home and try, and one of them was unlabeled, which, you know happens in the canning process and it just made for a more exciting time because we're going to find out what the heck this thing is so give it a crack Ooh, that's a good crack i'm gonna actually it smells like an ipa i'm actually oh, sure. i'm gonna love this yeah very hoppy i'm cracking citrusy. one too it smells like it'd be a little bit juicy too mm. so really i'm really robust i know that i'm drinking flume squared so we're gonna see if what i'm drinking matches what ryan's drinking so flume square definitely tastes like a double ipa yeah that's the double version of their flume which is one of their most popular ipas having the flume was in it was an incredible beer uh not to hype it up too much but i'm very excited for that episode to come out so ryan what do you think i i think it's a double you think it's a double do you want to yeah. try the could flume be another flume i really do all right let's see pull a switch and I'm going to try the mystery can. See if it tastes the same. Uh, you know what? It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. No. Nope. This is definitely a double IPA, though. Hmm. Yeah. 
We'll have to do a quick look on their website later to see what it might be. Yeah. But thanks again to Battery Steel for having us out. Super generous to give us some beer to try. That and thanks, was awesome. And thanks to the whole state of Maine for just being rad. Yeah. Yeah, Maine is super rad. And you guys will find out more about that in the coming episodes because we did a lot of interviews in Maine this season. And we're very excited. It's been a big week for beer. Uh, the government's opened. Yay! Yay! So... Hopefully some of those breweries that are trying to get open or even get cans to Massachusetts from other states, we will be seeing an influx, hopefully. And uh, yeah, that sucks. So let's uh, let's just take a moment to recognize all those brewers who are trying to do something awesome and couldn't. So keep on keeping on. I hope that the, the government being shut down didn't, didn't slow hold your, you back. Yeah, it didn't far, hold you back. Yeah. And if it did, I hope you guys overcome. Yeah. Boom. But Emily... Drop some knowledge on us this week. All right. Introducing the Brewroot Beer Fact of the Week. I love Hamhorn. Matt, have you ever had a beer with your fast food? <laughs> have you? I mean, yeah, when I mean, you're out. like, have I ordered beer at a fast food restaurant? Yeah. I have not. So it turns out that you can at a number of fast food places. What are you considering country. fast food first and foremost? So like I would Chipotle? definitely consider, yeah. So Chipotle does serve beer at select locations. Okay. Obviously, not all of them. I'm in Boston where I work, and I can't get beer at. I'm pretty sure any of the Chipotle's near me, but I have seen it as like a coming soon item. So mm. Chipotle is one of those places. They also sell Patron margaritas at certain spots, but mm. keeping the focus on beer, I am reading this article from USA Today. It's about a little over a year old at this point, so hopefully things are even better now. But fast food chains like Taco Bell, Chipotle, and Shake Shack are using beer and other sorts of alcoholic beverages to bring in new crowds. And this was an interesting article because it was kind of talking about the family vibe of fast food places and how is that going to change if you're serving beer. But for a lot of places that are bringing in mostly college students or young working professionals, this is a great move for them because not only are they going to bring back people at night who like to eat lunch there, but they're going to be able to upsell people on nice, expensive beer. I have actually had the beer at Shake Shack. It's called the Shakemeister Ale, and it's very good. We're is not that, sponsored. Is that the uh, Harpoon one or no? Is that no, just it's, a- it's, it's Shakemeister Ale, so it's made by them or it's white labeled by them, and it's just a pale ale, but it was really good, and I was pretty impressed. And there are a number of other places where you can get beer. So Taco Bell is one of them. Pizza Hut actually serves beer now. And a lot of their restaurants are changing the signage around the top to say, like, pizza, subs, beer. Interesting. Yeah. And I thought Taco Bell was a cool one because I feel like... Well, of all those places, I think Taco Bell is, like, the truest of fast food. Like, and it's not that family-oriented. Not as family-oriented as maybe like a Wendy's or a McDonald's. I'm going to throw out an unpopular opinion. Chipotle is not as good as people hype it up to me. What? Oh, I completely disagree. I'm a Qdoba disagree. guy. Ooh, I, I'm a neither, but okay. Qdoba. Okay, Ryan. I mean, what, yeah. you like Ryan also has an Android phone, but I mean, so do I. You would do, yeah. Qdoba is the Android of Mexican fast food. Just uh, going to say it. But like, I know that... Beer is not new to fast food in Europe. Like there's yeah. the McBeer in Germany. So. Yeah, in France you could get beer at McDonald's. McBeer probably, yeah. And I just think this is interesting because I feel like it's shaking up 
some places, more religious places. And like we were asking ourselves, does Chick-fil-A serve beer? And I was like, I doubt it. No. I mean, they're not even open on Sunday. You think they're going to serve alcohol? I doubt it. But I thought that was cool because, hey, why not have a beer with your burger? You're telling me. I don't, I don't know. And try the Shakemeister Ale. I'm not sponsored. It's very good. So that's my beer fact. It was an excellent beer fact, Emily. Thank you. So tell me what's going on in the world of Greg Smith, PhD. And now it's time for Today in Beer History. So as many of you know out there in Instagram land, we just celebrated National Beer Can Day, which to me is a made-up day. We didn't post about it because, I don't know. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Not not throwing shade at anyone that did post about it. But, but why would you invent a holiday like that? What <laughs> so, do you get from that? So the reason it was is because on this day in beer history, February 1st, 1935, the first beer can was sold in the United States. Um, and that was done by Kruger's Brewing Company, Godfrey Kruger's Brewing Company, and they released Kruger's Finest Beer in Cream Ale in a new steel can format, which we're still using today. And I think we mentioned that actually on a previous episode that the first can ever released was that Cream Ale, but I mean, I get it now. I get yeah. why you would make that day, but I guess the only way to celebrate is to drink beer out of the can. Yeah, so in 2019, the United States has swelled to a record-breaking, record-breaking 7,000 breweries. Um, and canned beer accounts for more than 50% of all beer sold in the United States. That's and it? as you hear, Ryan is cracking a beer in the background. That's kind of surprising. <laughs> I, I thought that cans would be more. Yeah. But I guess if it's... Is that in the U.S. or worldwide? That's just in the U.S. Oh. Yeah, I guess yeah. worldwide I feel like bottles are a little bit more popular. So... so the can, the beer canning process actually was put on hold during World War II because right. there was a restraint on on, uh, on steel. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Canning resumed in 1957, and then the uh, more modern aluminum can was ultimately introduced in 1958, and we still use a pretty similar design today. Yeah, and it's funny the way that you used to have to open the cans. You'd have to use the that weird... Top. It, or it was the pop top, or you would have to use the other end of that bottle opener where everyone's always like, why oh, yeah, is this thing so sharp? And, and I in. use it to can like pineapples and then drain the juice yeah. and stuff, but that's actually how you used to open the beer can. And you would pop two holes to actually have the air right. f- create a vacuum. Yeah, that's like so irritating to me. Emily, I love the shirt you're wearing today. It's very yellow. Well... It's also from Shirts on Tap. <laughs> exactly. And Emily, <laughs> totally. can you tell us how we got that shirt? So Shirts on Tap is a delivery service that gives you one box every month with a shirt from a brewery in one of the major cities in the U.S. It costs $18 per box per month in three-month installments, but with the code BREWROOTS, you can get your first box for $5. So sign up now. You can go to brew, yeah, you can go to shirtsontap.com to get your first box for $5. So, as many of you guys know, this weekend is Super Bowl Sunday, and I'm more excited about the game, and you're more excited about... The food and the beer. And that's the beautiful thing about the Super Bowl. People are excited about either the halftime show, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, or the game. So, I think we can all agree, people come together for the Super Bowl. Either you have a party, or you're with loved ones, or friends and family, what have you, and you usually enjoy beverage. So, Emily, what will you be enjoying this weekend? 
That's a good question. I think I'm going to do a little cooking of my own. So my boss actually got me a cookbook that is all recipes that involve craft beer. So it has this like pretzel recipe where you make a dipping cheese and both the pretzels and the cheese have beer in them. And I saw some other really interesting ones, like some crockpot ones. And there is one specific one that's a bread pudding that you do with beer. And I'm trying to remember what kind of beer. I think it's an amber ale. And that one sounds the most interesting to me, but it's also the least appropriate for a Super Bowl party because I feel like you think of bread pudding as more of a dessert or like a breakfast like sweet item. So I will be looking through that cookbook on Saturday to try to figure out what I'm going to cook and stand by for some Instagram posts about it. Yeah. So I'm going to be making queso, I believe. Ooh. And I'm also going to be getting pretzels. I think that queso, pretzels, chips and salsa, and a really, really good guacamole is the perfect Super Bowl kind of appetizer. Then yeah, We always eat Mexican food on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. That's like super traditional to do. What I'm most excited about is chicken wings. Love oh, chicken wings on yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. Buffalo wings or sweet wings or both? What do you do? Mm, I'm not a huge buffalo guy. So I'll definitely do either like a dry rub on them and then grill them up. Or I'll do buffalo. Yeah. Brown sugar. Whoa, Ryan, Mm. tell me a little bit more about that. A brown sugar rub. You know, it's like a barbecue soft. It's like a sweet um, smoky bones on 114. Love the Memphis dry rub. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, well, they had the... They had a brown sugar rub that wasn't on the menu. You had to ask for it. Ooh. Yeah. Exclusive. I mean, I'm not going to do that for the Super Bowl, but I would do that instead of Buffalo. (laughs) So fortunately for people at the Super Bowl, and I say fortunately in air quotes because to even get the cheapest ticket, I think it's $5,200 at this point. Christ. But you won't break the bank if you want concessions at the Super Bowl. <laughs> so this year is historic lows. For, Good news if you spent yeah. 5K, <laughs> if you spent a whole month's pay. So, well, good news is if you want a 12 ounce of domestic draft beer, so we're talking your buds, we're talking Bud Light, Coors, it will only be $5. Damn. And you can get a 20 ounce premium pour or a 16 ounce premium can for $9. And that actually differs in price from last year's Super Bowl, where the cheapest beer was $17. Where was last year's Super Bowl? I have no clue. Okay, so it wasn't at home. I think well, it was in Minnesota. It was is... in Minnesota. Okay, because at home for us, Gillette is the home stadium, and you can't get beer there for... Five bucks. No, oh, definitely God, not for, no. Not for five like bucks. Nine, ten, eleven, starting... And then at the TD Garden, which is where all of the other Boston sports play, like the Bruins, Celtics, like huh. it's at least 11 bucks for a beer. And that's like a Bud Light. Yeah. So fortunately, the game is not at Gillette this, this, <laughs> this year. It is in Atlanta. And recently, Atlanta was named the best city in the world for craft beer. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. And interesting and completely unexpected. Yeah. So according to Trip Savvy, which I've never used Trip Savvy. Ryan seems familiar with Trip Savvy. Um, they were listed as the top craft beer city. So um, Atlanta earned the title thanks to its 20-plus breweries, five of which were recognized by the website's um, Editor's Choice Award. So uh, that's pretty good. Cool. So they just have a lot of notable breweries in yep. a smaller geo. So on top of that, Mercedes-Benz Stadium on February 3rd, where the Super Bowl is being held, you can pick from 1,264 different tap handles, which include half a dozen craft 
Georgia craft beer brands. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So that week, bars are staying open till 4 a.m. Damn. So they're oh. expanding. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, they're expanding quite a lot of things. Um, and if you're not going to the Super Bowl, there are plenty of local beer, bars, and even cigar parties that they're advertising down That's there. That's fun. But you know yeah. it's not going to be open all day? No, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Funny story. <laughs> so the Mercedes Bowl, uh, Mercedes, Mercedes Car Bowl, whatever the hell it's called, Mercedes Benz, has a Chick-fil-A in Section 153, which will not be open for the Super Bowl. That's honestly the most Sunday. disappointing thing ever. I would rather pay more for beer and be able to get Chick-fil-A at the game than to pay less and get no Chick-fil-A. But don't worry. You can get a $2 hot dog at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> I mean, spend $3 nachos. $3 nachos. You're right, right. No, that's that's really good prices. You can't get that oh, yeah. anywhere near here in Boston. So. At, at $5,200 for a ticket, you should get your food for free. That's complete. I agree. I completely agree. But Such a minor Adam expense. makes the rules, right? And that's They're why making I, the money on the tickets. Yeah. So there's, there's a couple fun facts about the uh, Super Bowl, right? For the people who watch the Super Bowl just for the commercial, and we know that you're out there, did you know that for the last 27 years, they have been taking polls of what the most popular Super Bowl commercial is, right? 13 out of the last 27 years has actually been a beer ad, um, and, it, and it usually swaps hands between Budweiser, Coors, but for the majority of the time, it's been Budweiser, which happens to be the official sponsor of the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it has been for quite some time also. Yeah. Couple so the, of decades, right? Yeah. Another cool, interesting fact about it is is that there was not a beer commercial on the first Super Bowl, and the reason was is because the NFL actually does not have a full recording of the Super Bowl, so they're not sure if there was one. <laughs> but of all accords, there was not one. But ad space for the time was fifty it was forty two thousand dollars. And what year was that? That was in nineteen sixty seven. Oh wow. That's not even bad. Yeah. So you would think that the first beer commercial would be Budweiser. It wasn't. It was actually Schlitz. Yep. Schlitz used to be the most popular name in beer. And anytime I bring it up to my parents, they start singing Schlitz songs. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, this quote is for your parents, I guess. When you're out of Schlitz, you're out of beer. Yes. And that's kind of what uh, they they did. Yeah. So the first Budweiser and Miller High Life commercial that was featured on a a Super Bowl didn't actually feature people drinking beer. It actually featured people skiing, of mm. all things. So, do you think it's because they couldn't actually show people drinking beer on TV? Do you think that that was no? I just like think people had no or? clue, and maybe the Winter Olympics were coming up. Oh, weird. Um, in 1979, we talked about this. Actually, they introduced ex quarterbacks drinking light beer. Right. Light beer was formerly known as as quote unquote, and this is not my words. The woman's beer, and it yeah. was it was heavily advertised towards women. They didn't see that demographic actually pick up drinking light beer, so they said we're going to go in a different direction, and we're going to have ex quarterbacks. Yeah, because they were like, "Oh, ladies, we know that you're trying to watch your waistline, mm-hmm. fat cows. We have a light beer for you." And then it didn't work out super well because I don't even think many women were. I don't think it was really a big thing with women drinking beer. Yeah, so that was ex quarterback Norm Sneed. Ex-Cardinals quarterback Charlie Johnson and ex-Steelers quarterback Terry Hanratty. I have no clue who those cats are, but good on you guys. And Wilt for Chamberlain doing that. was also, but he's a basketball. He's a basketball player. player. Um, in the eighties, 
They were actually allowed to have wine commercials. I haven't seen a wine commercial in a number yeah. of years. When was the last time we saw a wine commercial at the Super Bowl? Also, I don't think that's. I, I personally haven't, but it, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, in the eighties, there was also a light beer battle. So Bud Light tried to steal Miller Lite's low calorie title by, but the king wouldn't go down with a fight. So um, Miller Lite employed Rodney Dangerfield, the guy who says like yeah. I get no respect. Um, so it just basically that was a good like commercial. yeah, they basically had different people just fighting to say, oh, our beer's better for you, our beer's better for you. Um, and then I guess this is more our demographic and our listeners' demographic usually are in the same areas. But who remembers like the Was Up commercial or the Budweiser Frogs? Yeah, people. Well, I don't know. I don't remember the frogs, but people still quote the Was Up like oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, those frogs. So there was there was three frogs that were going Budweiser. Then there was a bunch of that stuff, but <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm just telling Good you what talk. it was. Just state the facts. But uh, I mean, I I remember the Was Up for sure. And they even reference it in like The Office. Oh, you know, totally. Like Michael Scott's doing the was up. Yeah, my dad used to say that to me in the house when mm-hmm. I was a little kid. And, you know, I'd be upstairs, he'd be downstairs, and he'd be like, hey, Emily, what's that? And yeah. I'd be like five going like, what's that? So Budweiser's pretty smart with their marketing. And I don't know if this is tactful marketing, but after the tragedies that happened during 9-11, Budweiser took a more somber approach and was, you know... America's beer and everything kind of took more of an American approach after 9-11. Yeah. So it was like with that temporary calling Bud Heavy's, what was it, like America? They're just calling it America? So that commercial had the Clydesdales in a respectful way and help from then New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Budweiser was only one of two brands to acknowledge 9-11 during the game. Do you know what the other one was? What? Monster.com. Monster, the job site? Yep. Wow. Yep. So n- some of the favorite commercials over the years has been like the Clydesdale commercials, obviously, mm-hmm. with Budweiser. Those didn't start getting popular to 2008. And that seems like they've been around forever, but those are like... Yeah, the- they give it that old-timey feel yeah. like it's been a tradition for decades, mm-hmm. but it's only pop- it's only become popular yep. in the past like 10 years. So in 2009, beer companies started getting really smart, and they introduced the one-second ads. So as you know... Beer commercials are millions of dollars per how many seconds you have. Miller Lite had the first one-second ads, and they had actually, they spent $3 million per 30-second ads. So they had, like, a ton of little one-second ads added up. That's so weird. Uh, Do you remember? Then we started seeing older brands, so Old Milwaukee, which you really don't see. They advertised uh, having Will Ferrell. And those yeah, commercials that are was a hilarious. Good one. Yeah, because Will Ferrell is really funny. Yep. yep. And then uh, you then you get them getting a little bit more political as time goes on. Um, Budweiser, Bud Light having, oh, you know, craft beer for everyone or beer for everyone. Yeah, trying to t- like take that equal pay angle. Yep. If you want to listen to the actual clip of that and my very heated comments, you can go to our episode about that i think it's titled um commercials and beer or beer commercials yeah it's it's just interesting the impact that beer has had on the super bowl ads because they are usually the more memorable super bowl ads um and the influence of pop culture on the ads too they're really trying to play to not only a specific demographic but they're trying to get at an emotional response to whatever's going on in the country so i'll be really interested to see what happens this year and they're certainly trying to you know, tackle some pretty serious content. Um, 
Whether they execute perfectly on it right. still remains to be seen, but I definitely appreciate that they go after these hotter topics and they don't just kind of keep recycling the old trash that we see where it's like just trying to make beer look yummy and shit. Like, I just think it's interesting that they try to pique our interest and take us to a different place. Yeah, and you know, I have never seen a craft beer commercial for um, the Super Bowl. No, I don't think you would. No. Nobody's got the money. So in 2016 for the Super Bowl, Budweiser actually makes fun of the craft beer industry. So check out that commercial. It's pretty funny, but I mean, they're basically saying, you know, have a good, reliable Budweiser because you uh, know what you're getting every single time. Yeah. But I'd love to see, you know, a craft beer. I would hate to see someone, you know, maybe like Lagunitas, right? They got a little bit of the money to spend or hopefully, right, to maybe have a, a cool commercial yeah you know but i you know i doubt we're gonna see obviously like true north or no (laughs) even like night shift there's no way you could even get the returns on that because you're only selling to a more locally based market so it just doesn't make sense but yeah that i feel like lagunitas could be interesting or like maybe blue moon yeah somebody like that cool so that's been our kind of like our recap of you know craft beer uh, beer during the Super Bowl, uh, I'm going to give you the three beers that I'm going to be drinking during the Super Bowl, and uh, I haven't prepared it. I haven't even told Emily that I was going to do this. This is just kind of off the cuff, uh, but... Tell me about it. Here we go. So, number one, Goat yes. from Bentwater, no their doubt. Bach beer. I will also be having the Goat. Which which a features back. a Goat with a number 12 on it, obviously, for Tom Brady, best quarterback of all time. <laughs> Uh, this next one is going to disappoint a lot of people, but I'm going to drink a Coors Light. Really? Yes, because... Because why not? Why not? And then my third will be Hoponius on Holiday from Jack's Abbey, which I have a four-pack sitting in my fridge because they're not selling it right now, and I'm really excited to have it. Yeah, because it's a, it's a holiday one, right? That it is, limited? but like I've seen it released in the spring, and it's... I've heard a lot of people love it. speak very highly of it. Love it. I will definitely also be having the goat, and I might throw in some Miller High Lifes as well. Ooh, because, champagne. Yeah, when we talked to Shane from Battery Steel, Battery Steel, he was mentioning that Miller High Life is one of his guilty pleasures, and I was like, I instantly want a Miller High Life right now, and I have not fulfilled that mm. desire yet. So, excellent. Do you have another one, or just those two? No, I think I'm going to stick to two this year. Maybe right. if I feel a little crazy, I'll have like the um, that stout with the coconut in it that we got Ooh. from Mast Landing, yeah. I believe. That's a really good one. Yeah. Ryan, what about yourself? Oh, God. Um, probably uh, Plum Island from Newburyport. Newburyport. Good one. The um, Belgian White. Yeah, the Belgian White. Yeah. Um, I'll probably do the 87 from Night Shift. Okay, another good one. Yeah, and then probably Dog and Pony Show from Notch. There we really? go. Really? Love it. Oh, I love Dog and Pony Show, yeah. All right, and before we go, what's our Super Bowl predictions? Oh, jeez. I'm just going to say Patriots win. I'll probably say that, too, because yeah, why not? I think, I, I think they're going to win, but I don't want to do a whole bunch of football stuff. But I think it's going to be a really close game because they both have the advantage over another in different ways. For more in-depth coverage, follow Ryan's <laughs> podcast, The Blaney Way. Yeah, the Blaney Way. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, available on all major podcast networks. The Blangle. The Blangle. Oh, uh, so we got another episode to announce. So next week we are talking to Emily. Lord Hobo. Lord Hobo. Yes. I didn't know which one was next. We have, <laughs> <laughs> we have everything planned out for the next few months and I'm getting, I'm losing track. Yeah. But we're really excited to release that episode. Uh, that's actually a name that a lot of you guys out there beyond the New England area actually recognize. I remember going to California and seeing it out there. I've also remember doing beer trades and people saying, dude, I can get that down the street. And me yep. being like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, people but- <laughs> have been talking about Lord Hobo for a while. So yeah. we're pretty excited to put that out for you guys because it's going to be interesting for all of our listeners I'm sure that you guys love hearing the local ones, but I feel like hearing one from a name that everybody's heard in our podcast community will be really exciting. Yeah. So don't forget to stay up to date at our social media at Brew Roots and feel free to send us an email if you guys like what you hear or if you want to insult Emily. Mm-hmm. No problem. I, I needed to get it. that in. Shut up. <laughs> That's the first time I was able to say that. <laughs> And if you want to tell Ryan to shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, also, if you guys need have any sound engineering need, Ryan is a freelance sound designer, and he is amazing. And he's always looking for new work. So feel free to drop Ryan an email at ryan at ryan Blaney. That's B-L-A-N-E-Y, sounddesign.com. He's amazing, as you can hear. Just listen to season one, episode one to now to hear the sound quality. That Ryan's added to our podcast. We- and then listen to episode one so you can hear the difference yeah, yeah. <laughs> of what it's like to work without Ryan and with Ryan. Yeah. So cheers to everyone out there. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And we will see you guys next week. Play safe. Dilly dilly. Cheers. Cheers. cheers.